Welcome to Unity of Tucson. This month, we are looking at the power of strength as one of the 12 powers that has been articulated by Charles Fillmore and adopted into the Unity Movement. Um, each month, we look at one of the different powers. So this month, it's the power of strength. We just finished the power of love. But we're into the power of strength now, right? Yes. Um, and I wanted to start with a... Because I'm going to talk about strength in a particular way. I want to start with a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And I had this kind of thought today that, um, you know, we're celebrating the season for nonviolence. And I don't know if you understand or have ever, if I don't know that it's been articulated, why the season for nonviolence starts on January 30th and concludes on April 4th. So on January 30th is the... Uh, date that Mahatma Gandhi made his transition. And April 4th is the date that Martin Luther King Jr. made his transition. And so those 64 days have been adopted by the Association for Global New Thought and have been developed into this thing we call the season for nonviolence. And they're, they're, they, they send these practices out, not just to churches, but to businesses and, and, you know, and, and schools. And it's just, it's not meant to be a religious thing. It's just meant to say, let us actively pursue Nonviolence. Let us actively pursue peace. And I think this is a time in our experience of life where that message is uh, relevant as we see what's happening in the world. And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to devolve into that today. I don't want to bring everybody down. But peace begins right where we are. Nonviolence begins right where we are. And as we allow that inherent nature, because that is an inherent nature. As we allow that to inform our thoughts, our deeds, our intentions, our actions, we create a peaceful experience in this world. And part of what that can lead to is this idea, allowing ourselves to be in service to others. And part of my message today is to say, there is absolute strength in service. And I want to celebrate that today. I want to celebrate service today. To be in service to others is to honor the creative nature. What is the creative nature? We have a word for it. We call it God. The inherent creative nature, the inherent creative energy from which all experience and expression springs forth. To be in service is an honoring of that nature that is the core of our beingness. It is our identity, that very nature. And we are spiritual beings, as I say, having a spiritual experience. Now, you know, a lot of people say we're, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You ever hear that? I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Because that sets humanity as something else. And we teach unity here. And so I want to start to accept the understanding that everything we experience in the world of form all the physical stuff, is spiritual experience. It is spiritual in its nature because there can be nothing separate from spirit. So we are spiritual beings. Having a spiritual experience, does that mean that the spiritual experience is always to our liking? I can look at a lot of things in the world right now and say that is a spiritual experience that is not to my liking. But I have a mind and I have a heart 
and I know how I choose to be in relationship to those things in life. And as I choose peace, as I choose love, as I choose light, and as I choose harmony, that is what becomes my experience. And if we collectively choose that more and more and more, then that energy radiates out from the center of each and every one of us to create something magnificent in this world. And that is how we will find an end to conflict. We are not relegated to live in conflict ever. We are the point of power to express and create peace globally, universally. So let us elevate our thinking to that consciousness that we never need to minimize ourselves to the lowest common denominator of challenge, of conflict, of war. We don't have to do that. One of the magnificent ways that we can activate this is through the act of giving. Giving, to me, is living. Giving is living because any place we restrict the flow, we restrict life itself. Every place we restrict the flow limits our experience of the infinite. And it creates a construct that roots itself in jargon alert. I have to do that sometimes because, you know, we do have, we, we have our own language in this movement. And sometimes if you're not familiar with it, you're going to go, what the heck is he talking about? So I'm using some jargon now, but I'm going to explain it. The law of correspondence. Is everyone going, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> the law of correspondence is essentially this. It is cause and effect. For everything that exists in our world, that is the effect. There is some cause behind it. And what we teach within this philosophy is that the cause is rooted entirely in consciousness. And so we get to activate that cause to create the constructs of our lives. And it flows forth utilizing the law of correspondence. That's so heavy. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, yeah. A reverse way of looking at that is another jargon word uh, that I actually talked about last week or the week before, which is mental equivalent. Mental equivalent. There is a corresponding thing in the world for every idea we have in mind. And I, you know, it's funny, I do this sometimes. I point to here as though this is where mind resides. There is a corresponding thing in form for every idea we have in mind. And mind, mind being our heart space as well. So I'm not going to, you know, if you want to know what, if you want to go deeper into this idea of mental equivalent, get thee to class. Because <laughs> we'll, we can dig down deep into that jargon and you can start to learn the language. But Really what I want to get to is everything that exists in our world is the result of that which is in mind. That which is in mind. That which is in the infinite consciousness. Romans 13.10 states, love is the fulfillment of the law. And so if we're living within a law of correspondence and everything out there is the result of some mental idea, then love is 
the fulfillment of that which is within. The experience and expression of love is the result of an inherent love that is at the core of our being. And love itself can be defined as the self-givingness of God to itself for the purposes of creation. What? Love is the circulation of energy that coalesces itself into expression and experience. Love is the self-givingness, that nature within each and every one of us that says, I am here to give. That is love. The self-givingness is everything from the perceived, what we perceive as the smallest little thing to that which we perceive in the macro, the largest And it's all reflective of consciousness, everything in form. Unity is a way of life. It's not a religion. It's a way of life. It is beyond philosophy or faith. It is the way we utilize philosophy and faith in practice in our lives. So the power of the new thought teachings, of which unity is a part, lies in the action that follows our thought, that follows our belief, that follows the feeling tone that we experience. I talked in class um, just this past Wednesday about how thoughts and beliefs and feeling all work together to create the quality of our life. And each aspect of that is like an equation exponentially affecting the quality of our life. Our thoughts are exponentially affected by our beliefs, and all of that is exponentially affected by our feeling, and all of that creates this. What's happening right here and right now? What's happening within each and every one of us right here and right now? There is a magnificent way to benefit and to elevate our belief and to elevate our feeling and to elevate our thought, and that is through service. Unity is also a way of being. It's a way of being. An understanding of being. An understanding of being is the capacity we have to live just as Winnell talked about in this present moment and let go of all the BS from our history, belief system. (laughs) Just wanted to be very clear. I think it's time that we move away collectively from, from holding on to this notion that there is a requisite set of beliefs. I learned it as a child, so I must experience it in my adulthood. That is not true. Let go, let go, let go. We have to let go of those requisite sets of beliefs that we carry with us that are not working for us. Now, there are beliefs, I want to be very clear. There are beliefs that are working for us because, you know, we oftentimes go, let go of the beliefs. You can keep the good ones, that's okay. That's totally fine. But thinking there is a requisite set of beliefs that we carry with us throughout our life is a way that we can take ourselves away from expressing the most loving experience of life if those beliefs are not in alignment with that. So 
if you are ready to express every moment of your life in a loving way, let go of any belief, let go of any belief, let go of any belief that is not in alignment with that. So, I keep coming back around to it. A loving life can be expressed through service. Strength can be expressed through service. The way we interact and work together as a community is a way that we can engage actively love. Our service and the way we engage in service is not a path to any form of salvation. Because what is there to be saved from? Anyone have an idea? If I were to ask that question, what is it that you have to be saved from? Is there anyone who has any idea? And I am, this is not a rhetorical question. Shocker. Anyone have any idea? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what is it? I need to be saved from the seven deadly sins. Where did you learn that? That you had to be saved from the de- seven deadly sins? From the 12-step program. You learned that from the 12-step program. Okay. All right. Yes. My own limited thoughts. Your own limited thoughts. Bingo. And if you adopt this idea that the seven deadly sins are something that you have to be saved from, that's a belief. So there it is, right? We embody these beliefs because sometimes we've heard them in programs. And we say, we, it is up to us to question whether or not that is accurate for us. There is value. I want to be very clear. There is value to the 12-step program. Now, I'm not here to knock the 12-step program, but I think we also need to understand who we are individualized in the experience of 12-step programs if that's where we are. And you get to decide what that is. You get to decide what you adopt. You get to decide what beliefs are in service to your best life. Through service, I believe we find deeper connection. And isn't that why we all show up on a Sunday? We want to connect. We want to be in community. We want to be able to hug and, and, and see each other's faces. And, and I say that very clear that it's been a long time since we've seen the wholeness of people's faces for a very long time. We want that connection. We desire that connection that's part of the spiritual experience we are having. So spiritual strength as opposed to physical strength, both have value. But today what I'm talking about is spiritual strength to find that which is within, that inner life that says, I know who I am and I know how to give. I know who I am and I know how to give. Spiritual strength is our capacity to live undaunted and to know the source of power is consciousness and move away from the belief that there's any power in circumstances or the experiences of the world. Circumstances change. Spiritual strength never changes. Circumstances change, but spiritual strength never changes. It is the core of who we are. Spiritual strength can be developed. Our access to that which is inherent and the shedding of whatever is in the way of that spiritual strength, because we Build a lot of things to cover up that spiritual strength. Shedding that spiritual strength is the way that we can develop our experience of spiritual strength. And one way to develop that is through service. You sensing a theme here today? So I want to talk about the concept of seva. Anyone ever hear the word seva? A couple of hands. 
Seva is a Sanskrit word, and it means an act of selfless service. An act of selfless service. I have decided today I wanted to be themed in Seva, the way that we can act selflessly in service to our community here at Unity and to our community as a whole. Because if we are truly looking to change the circumstances of our experience of life, it begins by acting in ways that are loving and compassionate and kind and rooted in the service that we have in our hearts to offer to others. It's about the benefit of the whole, the community. That's what SAVE is about, the benefit of the whole. How do we benefit the whole through our service? Um, and it's, more, it's, it, 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 it's about the benefit of the whole more than it is about the benefit of the one. But here's the thing. The one benefits when the whole benefits. And so the degree to which we can give over to utilizing what it is we have right where we are to benefit the whole, we are serving ourselves as well as the community. An unexpected sign of strength, here, you ready for this? An unexpected sign of strength is asking for support when you need it. Is that hard for some people? Yeah. I've had a challenge asking for support when I need it because I was taught to be resilient and to step forward and just do it, right? Sometimes we need support, sometimes we need help. That's okay. Recognize when it is yours to actually seek support and know that it is available to you. You know, society really does give us a, give a give, we, society gives us this lesson of just suck it up, right? Suck it up and move on. You don't have to do that. Let yourself off the hook from ever thinking you have to do that. We are a community here that is growing. It is evidenced every single Sunday as we welcome more people into this room, more people online, more people into the expression and experience of sacred community. And this community needs support. So Sunday, save a Sunday, I had this idea at the beginning of the year and decided to do it today, is like a job fair. If you haven't been into Harmony Hall, I invite you to step into Harmony Hall at the completion of the service today and go speak to the people in our community who have opportunities for you to be in service. And there may be ways that you can be in service that never occurred to you because we don't always advertise every single one of them but here, we're trying to put them all in one room at the same time. And you can go around and talk to people about what it is they need and the ways that you can support them. Service is everything. And so to bookend, I started with Gandhi, just as the way the season for nonviolence starts. I'm going to find my way towards completion with this, Martin Luther King Jr. Life's persistent and most urgent question is... What are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? Let's begin to live this question. Live the question. And I say that because sometimes we think we want to jump right to an answer. Sometimes it's better to just live 
the question and see where it leads us. We may be inclined to ask it of others, but it is an important question that we must ask of ourselves too. So in that, imagine the you is you. What are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? Let the you be yourself. Just consider for a moment. Just consider for a moment what is in your heart, what is in your consciousness, and the way that you get to, get to, create a more loving, peaceful, and harmonious world. You get to do that. What a blessing it is. Celebrate it. That's what service, celebration, service is all about. Explore the possibilities. Find a way, a way to serve. Be willing to live and serve in unexpected ways. Life, it has been said, is what is happening on the other side of your comfort zone. <gasps> there may be things that come up and like, oh, I can't do that. Maybe you can. Have you ever tried? Push through that comfort zone. Love is the self-givingness of God. Activate that self-givingness inherent in you. Today is service, celebration service. And the lyric, you got a light, it is shining there for everyone to see. And when you shine your light brightly, you know what? By some kind of miracle, now I see that light in me. That's the power you have. Illuminate others by sharing your light through the activity of service. Discover more of you. Discover more of you through engaging in service. Peace and blessings to you. Namaste. I bet you can guess what the homework is. If it is not finding a way to be of service in this community, although I will encourage you to find a way to be in service to this community um, by checking out the tables next door. Um, find a way to be in service in the larger community in some fashion. Find a way to be in service this week. And push through those comfort zones. Find a way that perhaps frightens you and see what flows forth if you step up and address that fear. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.